title of the message is Living the Heavenly Life. Amen? Living the Heavenly Life. You tired of living the earthly life? <laughs> living the heavenly life. There is another life. It's walking with Jesus day by day. It gets better and better. Amen? When you're focused on the natural realm, very often you put your expectation in people. I have this job, and so that's my provision. That's my security. I have my family. That's my center of the universe. That's my cohesion. Um, I have a wonderful spouse. That's my joy. And so we, I have employees and uh, they stick by me. And so we tend to focus on people. We have expectations of people that they will somehow satisfy our social needs, make us happy financially. But when you live the heavenly life, in a sense, you're disconnected from a reliance on people. And your expectation and trust is in the Lord. Because people can fail you. People, for apparently no reason, can reject you. Maybe your whole life was going well and for some inconceivable reason, your spouse left you for someone else and your whole world fell apart. And then you began, began to doubt God. Our focus... Our faith, our hope is in the Lord. Every good, now listen to this, every good and perfect gift is from above. The people that God puts into your life are a gift from him. So we're looking to the giver of good gifts. We're looking to the Lord to give us joy with the people that he gives us. You, you see what I'm saying? We, we release ourselves and others by not placing expectations on them. Pastors, you need to let go of your flock and stop, you know, trying, trying, trying and just put your faith in Jesus. It's his church it's his kingdom. Trust him. Let it go. Let it go. I met a pastor in Tasmania and he said that he became so discouraged he went into depression. You know? And when your satisfaction of your needs comes from other people, you can very easily put them in a snare by they have to fulfill your natural expectations. And there's tremendous freedom when you can let it go 
and trust God. Turn to the person beside you and say, let them go and trust God. Trust God. You know, all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. What you think is a disaster if someone moves out of your life, someone changes direction, may be the greatest blessing you ever had because you don't see it from God's perspective. He's looking at your future. He's looking at your destiny. And he's, he's bringing all things together for your good. So put your hope in him. Turn to your neighbor and say, put your hope in him. People will let you down. Cursed is the man, Jeremiah 17, who trusts in man, who makes flesh his arm. But blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. He's like a tree planted by living water. Amen. Flourishes. Just let it go. It's the heavenly life is a life of faith. It's trusting God every step of the way. Amen. Praise God. When we come into a meeting, I'm not looking to you to supply our financial needs. When we go somewhere in the world, I'm not looking to the event organizers to supply our financial needs. So they are free of my expectations and I'm free because our trust is in the Lord. Amen. Praise God. There's freedom in living a life of faith. And a life of faith is heavenly focused. Looking to him. Absolutely trusting him. Believing his promises. Turn to your neighbor and say, my focus is in Jesus. You are going to be okay. Because I am trusting in him. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, I am going to be okay. Because I'm trusting in him. So stop worrying about me. Amen. There's tremendous freedom in living a life of faith. God is eternal. Let Jesus and his word be the rock of your life. Man is temporary. <coughs> Psalm 146 verse 3. Do not put your trust in princes. These are the influential, the big people of your life. Don't put your trust in them. Nor in a son of man in whom there is no help. His spirit departs. 
he returns to his earth. In that very day, his plans perish. Happy is he who has the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord his God, who made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them. How big is your God? Turn to your neighbour and say, how big is your God? So why don't you trust him? He who keeps truth forever, who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry. The Lord gives freedom to the prisoners. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord raises those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the strangers. He relieves the fatherless and the widow. Who is your God? This is our God. Amen. If you're divorced or widowed, you have a God who loves you, who'll take care of you. Amen. If you've got a rebellious child, you have a heavenly father who will look after them. Trust him. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. This is the heavenly lifestyle. And do not rely on your own understanding. Your own understanding is spiritually dead. The Bible says the thoughts of man are futile. I looked up the word futile and it means useless. In the spiritual realm, in the heavenly realm, your mind is useless before God. So just take his mind, the mind of Christ. Take his thoughts because they are higher than your thoughts. Instead of relying on your good ideas, ask him for his and live your life by his wisdom. Turn to your neighbor and say, you know what? He's wiser than you are. So why don't you trust him? The way of the wicked, he turns upside down. The Lord shall reign forever. Your God, O Zion, to all generations. Praise the Lord. Amen. God intentionally wants you to be more focused on heaven than on earth. Worry comes from focusing on problems. How many times do people tell me, I've got this and this and this and this and this? And they tell me, I think the cause is this and this and this. And I'm like, well, that's interesting. But I know the solution. And he's not here. He's in heaven. Amen. You've got to bring heaven down. Heaven came down and glory shone around. The kingdom of heaven comes down. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, stop worrying about your problem. Look to Jesus. You know, it's interesting, in Luke 9, 27, Jesus says to Peter, James, and John, I tell you truly, he says to his disciples, there are some standing here who shall not taste death till they see the kingdom of God. 
I tell you a secret. You need to see the kingdom of God. You'll never be the same. Have an encounter with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Get your eyes off this world. Let your eyes be filled with the shining, brilliant, glory cloud of God. Amen. God wants you to experience heaven. Heaven is more real than you are. Heaven is reality. Heaven is healing. Heaven is miracles. Heaven is strength and power. Heaven is glorious. Jesus wanted his disciples, some of them, to experience heaven. Verse 28. Now it came to pass about eight days after these sayings that he took Peter, John, and James and went up the mountain to pray. As he prayed, the appearance of his face was altered. His robe became white and glistening. And behold, two men talked with him who were Moses and Elijah. <clears throat> who appeared in glory and spoke of his decease, Calvary, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. But Peter and those with him were heavy with sleep, and when they were fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men who were standing with him. Hallelujah. Jesus wants you to live this heavenly life. You need the kingdom of heaven to come in reality in your life amen because heaven's got all your answers and heaven is wonderful heaven is love joy peace righteousness amen it's not about eating and drinking hallelujah it's not about eating and drinking like the Jews were on about what you could eat and what you couldn't eat. You can't eat pork, you can't eat this, you know, you can't eat that. It's not about religion. <laughs> Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness. Amen. All the good things of God. So Jesus, when you look at his life, he, he was so heaven bound. He knew where he was from. He knew whom had sent him. He knew his purpose from heaven. And he knew where he was going. Amen. Praise God. You, you know, I know some of you are getting older. Amen. And some of you know that heaven is on its way. And you are more heavenly focused. But the younger people could learn from the older ones that life passes by quickly. Live it for his glory walk in the spirit do not gratify the flesh if you gratify the flesh you will partake of the fruit of the flesh which is destruction is death hindrance snares stumbling confusion and darkness but if you focus on the light of Christ if you put your faith in Jesus Christ, it's glory. Amen. It's purpose. Well done, good and faithful servant. That's what we want to hear at the end of our days. And we need to live a heavenly life directed by the Holy Spirit. 
Amen. So Luke 8, 49, while Jesus was still speaking, someone came from the ruler of the synagogue's house saying to him, your daughter is dead. Do not trouble the teacher. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him saying, do not be afraid, only believe and she will be made well. You see, Jesus was always in this heavenly realm. Amen. The enemy wants you to be in the earthly realm, always thinking about your problems, doubt, worry, anxiety, thinking that other people are going to fulfill your needs, looking to the doctor to make you well, looking to people to help you out. Look up. I'm not talking against doctors. I'm just saying put your faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. My own personal experience is it takes more faith to go to the doctor than it does not to. <laughs> Figure that one. When Jesus came into the house, he permitted no one to go in except Peter, James, John, Peter, James and John and the father and mother of the girl. Now all wept and mourned for her, but he said, do not weep. So you've got all these people weeping and sorrowful, little girl has died. And Jesus wants to bring them comfort. Do not weep. He knows what's about to happen. But they're so filled with the knowledge of this world that they ridiculed him knowing that she was dead. Sometimes we get so filled with the things of the world that when God tries to come and comfort us, we scorn him. Because we're so filled with the reality of the problems in front of our face. Do not weep. She's not dead, but sleeping. Amen. Praying for people is seeing things from God's perspective. Amen. It's seeing things from the perspective and light of the word of God. God wants us to walk in the spirit, to be spiritual people, to be heavenly citizens who live like it. Not just a fact that you're a heavenly citizen, but you walk and talk like one. Amen. Why does all this darkness come out of your mouth? You know, saying, oh, dear me, I'm so sorry for what's happened to you. You know, it's always going to be like this. You know, you're never going to get... What's all this? Why not talk the word of God? What is the heavenly life but the indwelling of the word of God in power? It's meditating on the word, believing the word, and confessing and declaring the word, and walking and talking, living in the word. That's the heavenly life. The Spirit of God is in the Word. You cannot separate the Word from the Spirit because the Word is the sword of the Spirit. Amen? So to live the, the heavenly life, you have to live in the Word. The Word has to abide in you and you have to abide in Christ. How can you abide in Christ without the Word abiding in you? 
And when you get so focused on the problems of this world, you starve yourself of the Word of God. And you become weak because the Word of God is our bread. It's our strength. Hallelujah. Verse 54, But Jesus put them all outside, took the little girl by the hand, and called, saying, Little girl. Now how does a dead girl hear Jesus? Because Jesus is in the heavenly realm. And he's talking to the girl in the heavenly realm. He's talking to her spirit. The flesh profits nothing, Jesus said. So he talks to the girl. And he says, little girl, arise. Then her spirit returned. And she arose immediately. And he commanded that she be given something to eat. And her parents were astonished. He charged them to tell no one what had happened. Hallelujah. What a life. Amen. Many Christians would just see a dead girl. But Jesus saw a girl that was sleeping. Life in the heavenly realm. Amen. You know, when Jesus, all the multitudes came to him. And he healed all the sick. He had compassion on them. And then the disciples like, well, what are we going to do now? If you send them home, they're all going to faint. You know? And Jesus says, you feed them. Well, we've only got five loaves and two fish. What's that among so many? See? That's letting your mind run your life. Wow, look at all these people. How are we going to feed them? But Jesus... He took the five loaves and two fish and he looked up to heaven and he blessed God. And to his unbelieving disciples, he gave the five loaves and the two fish after breaking it. And he said, you go and feed them. And so they took their little bits, their scraps, and they went out to 5,000 people. And every disciple had a big basket of overflow. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, there is another life. The heavenly life. Hebrews 8.10 I will put my laws in their mind and write them on their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people. The word of God has to be written on your heart, alive in your mind. Amen. I'm telling you, if you want to live a heavenly life, this is the way to live it. Eat it. Let it become, as the Bible says, the joy and rejoicing of your heart. Delight in the word of God. The word of God will take you into another realm, the realm of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You want to see heaven, just open the Bible and the Holy Spirit will illuminate its pages and show you the glory of God. To read the Bible is to visit with Jesus and his angels. Amen. Praise God. So, whatever you're going through,
the Bible says, no weapon fashioned against you shall prosper, but you shall confute every tongue that rises against you in judgment. No matter what you're experiencing in life, if you are a child of God, it cannot prosper. Because God has destined you for blessing. God has destined you to be successful in him. God has destined you for good. No hindrance in your life. No problem that the enemy has sent against you can prosper. Just put your faith in Jesus Christ. No weapon fashioned against you shall prosper. Turn to your neighbor and say, whatever you're facing, put your faith in Jesus because it will not prosper. I prophesy. Amen. Choose your battles. You know, when God gives you a battle, the end is always victory. When you choose your own battles, you choose the outcome. That is to say, when you choose something that God has not put before you to do, then you've made your own decision and you will suffer whatever the consequence is. You with me? Someone steals something from you and you go, I'm going to let them know all about it. I'm going to take them to court. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And if you'd gone to heaven, had a talk to the father, he would tell you how to deal with it, whether that is your battle or not. See what I'm saying? Sometimes the enemy sets up people to provoke you because it knows that you'll enter into a battle that was not destined by God for you to be involved in because you are not living the heavenly life. You are living in the flesh. Satan will deliberately give you people that will provoke you, make you angry, do all sorts of stuff to you, so that you can react and go into battle when God has not called you to do that battle. Amen? Like when you're doing a meeting, you don't go looking for trouble. You with me? You're led by the Holy Spirit. You don't go looking for battles that aren't yours. Amen? It's his meeting and you allow him to guide you. You with me? In life, let the Holy Spirit guide you. He's wiser and stronger than you are. That's the heavenly life. Let Jesus Christ be Lord. But I'm worried. I'm anxious. I don't know what to do. What do you mean? Just surrender? Yes. Just surrender. Give it all to him. Because faith moves mountains. Amen. Praise God. Love you all. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's go close our eyes for a moment. Many of you are facing situations and you're worried about it. 
right now. Rebuke the darkness of that situation and turn to Jesus Christ and his light. Right now, rebuke the darkness of that situation, the spiritual attack behind that situation and turn and put your faith in Jesus Christ. I want you to say to yourself, it's going to be okay. This thing I prophesy will not prosper in my life because I believe the word of God. I am blessed. I am healed. I am delivered. The blood avails for me. By his stripes, I was healed. I believe it. I confess it. That's my reality. I surrender all. All to thee, Lord Jesus. I surrender to you. I want to give you this opportunity to turn to Jesus with all your heart. Stop worrying and trust him. If you've been living in sin, whatever that sin might be, whatever darkness that's bringing into your life, to turn to the light and repent. Could be sexual sin. Could be stuff you're watching on the phone, on the internet. Could be unforgiveness, grudges, unbelief, doubt, fear, anxiety. Ask him to forgive you because he is the saviour of sinners. He will forgive you. And ask him right now to come into your heart. Be your Lord and your saviour. Say, Jesus, I repent. I come to you. Be my saviour and my Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen.